Hey everyone, welcome to this Theology Corner Minnesota of the Voyage podcast. I'm your host Mike, and I'll be quickly going over an important theological idea to connect the works of comics, literature, and popular culture my co-host Jacob and I have been talking about in our conversations. So, kenosis, basically it, it's the emptying out, or the self-emptying. And it's a theological topic or theological idea because this is one of the most prominent themes that you see, especially in the New Testament, in referring to Jesus. So this is a, an area of what's called Christology or the study of Christ. And like I said, it's a, a Greek word that means to empty out, okay, or when someone is depleted. And so where do you see this, you know, in the Bible itself? Like I said, it's a, it's a really important, prominent theme uh, the the most com- the most uh, prevalent example, or the most prominent example, is Philippians chapter two verses five through through nine. And so this is one of the the famous hymns that Saint Paul kind of refers to. But uh, he has the phrase, "Though he was in the form of God, he did not." And he's referring to Jesus, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness. And so, again, in talking about Jesus, you're know, talking about God the Son, emptying himself of that divine power, making himself weak, right? That's where the kenosis comes in, taking the form of a slave, and he connects that with the coming in human likeness. Okay, and books have been written about just that set of verses or just that one phrase. Um, we're kind of, I'm just glossing over it quickly just to introduce this concept a little bit more. Not only is it something that's that refers to Jesus, right? That's kind of the starting point. But then, you know, St. Paul's whole thing is all about how Christians are to imitate Jesus. And so, in the same way that we see this emptying of the Son of, of God the Son in the person of Jesus, that becomes the model for Christians. Christians are supposed to do a similar sort of kenosis of themselves. And so, we see St. Paul... Um, talking about this himself in Galatians chapter 2, verses 20 through 21, where he says, I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me. And so even though the word kenosis or the Greek term kenosis isn't used there, you get this idea of an imitation of Jesus, Jesus who emptied himself first. And now St. Paul is doing that same thing, right? In, in following that example, he's emptying him on his own self so that Christ can be more present. And that, again, of course, becomes the model for Christians, is that to the degree that we you know, give ourselves over to Christ, he'll become more present in us, and then we can be Christ to the world. And that's, again, if you, if you think of how this aligns with St. Paul's ecclesiology, his study of the church, is that we are becoming little Christ, that we're being united, Christ the body, to Christ the head. And so, we're supposed to be united to Jesus. And so to the degree that we empty ourselves and you know, Christ lives in us, we will be more fully united. So anyway, uh, those are just the two really quick uh, Bible references that I wanted to make. Um, one other theological reference that I think is important is, actually I got two more. So the first one, comes from St. Thomas Aquinas, and it's in his Summa Theologiae Part 3. And, and if you know how the Summa is structured, 
Part three is the entire section devoted to Jesus. So all questions related to Jesus are going to be in part three. And in question one, article one, so this is right as he kicks off part three, he's talking about what's called the fittingness for the incarnation and how this um, relates to kenosis. He doesn't actually use the word kenosis in here, in here as well, but he definitely touches on the idea because in one of Aquinas' objections, his objection, which you'll actually still hear formulated in kind of different language, but one of the objections to the incarnation, the fittingness of the incarnation, why would God take on a body? Why would God become man? Right, which obviously applies to Jesus. And one of the objections is that God is all-powerful. It would actually, it is unbecoming of God who is all-powerful to become weak, right? To take on this weak, frail human body, which is what, again, from a Christian perspective, that's exactly what God did in Jesus. Not only did he become weak by becoming human and taking on a physical body when he was pure spirit, but then taking on this frail human body, first being a baby who has these needs, right, is totally dependent on yeah, on his parents, but then this body that eventually, as we see in the Gospels, in his adulthood, gets hungry, gets tired, and experiences pain, and then dies. So, so that's that's the objection that Aquinas is kind of dealing with, and his response is is not only incredibly you know reasonable and rational, but is beautiful, which is it actually is a manifestation of God's power that God can become weak for the sake of weak creatures like us for humans and um not that he makes this comparison but i always think of it in comparison to when you know you have an adult who is able to actually relate and speak to children you know so it's like you have to talk down to their level so to speak not that they're dumb they're just they're just kids and so you have to talk to them in a way that they will understand you and that doesn't make you dumber it doesn't make you less intelligent if if anything you having that ability and that awareness to do that makes it's a manifestation of your intelligence it shows how intelligent not only intellectually but like emotionally and socially how intelligent you are that you can do this and so it's the same kind of thing when god condescends down to us which is what the incarnation was when god became human when god became you know a creature basically but in taking on this human body that was a that was a manifestation of god's power it wasn't and it wasn't going against god's power and there again that's so you can see how that's a related to kenosis right that self-emptying that it was in the self-emptying that god the son showed that omnipotence that is appropriate to the divine power okay um so the catechism talks about this as well uh it mentions in paragraph 1224 it actually talks about kenosis in reference to the baptism of jesus that it was in this emptying that it's the most obvious reference to jesus as god's son and so because it's in the baptism where jesus is referred to by god as you know this is my beloved son and that it becomes a very strong image for the trinity where you have the voice of the father you have obviously the the son jesus there and then the Holy Spirit represented in the form of a dove. And so it's, it is it is interesting that the Catechism chooses to highlight kenosis in this story because you have this you know presence of the divine nature or the three divine persons um, as well as you know this self-emptying that is what 
I mean, baptism was supposed to be sort of a, you're throwing away this, throwing away the, the self that is dead to sin, and then this renewal. Um, another par paragraph from the Catechism 2103. And again, this is kind of going back to what I said before about, you know, you have the Philippians reference that St. Paul makes about how this is what Jesus did, but then you have the Galatians reference where we follow in that example. And Catechism paragraph 2103 kind of um, says something similar. It's our own call and participation in this self-emptying in order to imitate Christ, but then we are lifted up as Christ was. And so not only do we imitate Jesus in the self-emptying sacrifice, but then we are lifted up, you know, raised up, so to speak, just as Christ was. Um, and then the last one from the Catechism is paragraph 932, uh, which is a specific reference to those in the religious life and how it's their, you know, sacrifice or their self-emptying that is now not only for their own sake, but actually for the transfiguration of the world. And so in the same way, you know, we have this self-emptying or this kenosis that God the Son did for all of humanity. And so those in the religious life, priests, religious brothers, religious sisters, they are, again, in an even deeper imitation of the kenosis of Jesus. They're, they're doing it, but now it's, again, for the continued transfiguration and the holiness of the world. And so, you know, just thank God for the prayers of priests, sisters, religious sisters, and religious brothers, because that's exactly what is again, continuing to make, make the rest of us holy, so to speak. Um, obviously, in union with Jesus, of course. Now that you've got a little bit of the background of kenosis, um, and again, very brief sketch. I mean, people have been writing books and books and books. You know, the saints have, there's, there's tons of stuff by the saints. Um, it, I had to limit myself when I did my book recommendations. I only have two, but um, you could even just search, like, uh, in quotes, you know, kenosis and lives of the saints, or kenosis and the saints, and you'll be able to find a ton of stuff. Uh, but anyway, what does it connect? How does it connect to you know the conversation Jacob and I have been having, um, specifically about Batman? Not that you couldn't talk about it with a bunch of other comic book characters, comic book, you know, fantasy movie characters, whatever. But uh, there's so it's almost become like a trope in comic books or comic book based TV shows that the superhero, the main superhero, has to like lose his or her powers, whether it's literally or metaphorically. They have to like give up some of their powers for either a brief temporary or you know a brief period of time or permanently to defeat some villain because of a specific way or save someone because of this unique situation. And it's only because they give up those powers. You know, and obviously the writers do a good job of like illustrating how exactly this happens but uh but isn't that interesting that it, it was only in giving it up that they would be able to defeat that person or save that person and that's exact again that's exactly what not not that god couldn't have done it other ways you know that's why going back to the aquinas reference that i made at the beginning it wasn't the necessity of the incarnation aquinas never tried to argue for the necessity of it as if this was the only way god could save us and this has always been the, the Christian, historic Christian position, is that if God's omnipotent, God can save us any way God wills. But Aquinas argues for the fittingness of the incarnation, that God chose this way to, ma to manifest, again, a, a specific aspect of God's nature, which is love, and how love is 
emptying of oneself. It's sacrificing the self. And so it, to have God the Son do that not only in all of eternity by becoming man, but then throughout the entire life of Jesus being this huge, it's just a, life, it's a lifelong self-emptying that Christ kind of gave. And again, isn't it so just powerful and, and interesting, quite frankly, that these heroes have to do this for some specific reason to, you know, save the person, save the world, or, or beat, the, beat the villain. Um, and following up on that, you know, now once the, once the person is saved, once the villain's been defeated, the hero becomes more heroic precisely because of this. It's like you see the growth, the character development in that superhero when they were able to do what they had to do, when they had to relinquish their powers, when they had to empty themselves of the traditional understanding of power, right? Made themselves weak. And then that's when they're able to, you know, kind of tap into the real kind of moral courage or, or truly heroic side of him or her. And so isn't that, again, isn't that just so accidentally Christ-like that you see that happen? So uh, book recommendations in terms of understanding this concept better. Um, I would say, the f again, besides the catechism, which, you know, I, I give you three different references, which are all pretty spread out. I mean, you've got one from paragraph 932, another one from 1224, and then 2103. And so it's interesting that you see, it's not like there's just one little section where the catechism talks about kenosis. It's that it's kind of sprinkled throughout the entire thing. And those are just, I mean, I th I'm pretty sure there were others when I was kind of doing my research. I just, those were the three that I wanted to touch on the most. So it's not like these are the only, it's not comprehensive by any means. But the uh, two other really solid works that um, I would recommend, the first is The Dark Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. So this this is the uh, Carmelite saint, 1500s, um, doctor of the church. So, I mean, not only is he trustworthy because it's a saint, but doctor of the church in terms of theology, uh, you're going to get some solid spirituality. And he's not going, and it's not going to be like a textbook either. Like St. John of the Cross was a poet. And so his Dark Knight of the Soul, it's going to be very, um, the the visual imagery is going to be very powerful the the sense of metaphor and things like that i mean that's all going to be there but it's the dark night of the soul and like i said it applies in a special way to those in the religious life and he was a priest in the carmelite um religious order and so he was somebody who was living this out but then through his kind of just mystical experiences through his own reflections things like that he was able to articulate it in a special way so the dark night of the soul really talks a lot about how one can kind of go on that spiritual journey and the way to continue to progress is again to the degree that one is able to empty him or herself out but not for its own sake right he's not he's not like some you know crypto buddhist uh when he's writing this it's not empty for the sake of empty it's empty for the sake of christ it's that you know the in Catholic or historic Christian spirituality, it's not an either or. It's not like I have to totally like impose myself on the world or I have to completely negate myself and become nothing or become no one. It's that you are, you know, you are emptying yourself, 
but it's in it's in order to be or, or i should say in, in order to allow yourself to make christ more present right it's it's allowing yourself to be more fully united so so saint john of the cross that that would be kind of the first one um another one so hansers von balthasar actually has done a ton of stuff when it comes to kenosis um but i would say the like most accessible and the entire book isn't about this so it's not like you could even just jump right to this section but uh his book credo which is it's it's supposed to be or not supposed to it is a um a relatively brief reflection on the apostles creed and so he gets a lot of i mean he's he's probably not the most well-known, but he's relatively well-known for a lot of his writings on the Paschal mystery. So the kind of the death, the burial, and then the resurrection of Jesus. And so that whole kind of series of events. But within that, he talks a lot about Holy Saturday. And Holy Saturday, he sees as this very, again, just like I was saying before, the entire life of Jesus is kenosis. It's self-emptying. But he sees it played out in a particular way on that Good Friday, Holy Saturday, where he has completely, you know, he's emptied his entire life out, like not just metaphorically, but he literally died. He gave up his spirit. And so he, he talks a lot about that, not just in the Credo book, but like I said, I think that's the most accessible. Um, and when he gets to that point, you know, he descended into hell, that part of the creed. When he reflects on that, you, you see him talk about that a little bit. Um, there are other, you know, if, if you just put... Hansers von Balthasar Kenosis or Hansers von, von Balthasar Holy Saturday, you'll find a lot of things too. And probably some like shorter blog posts or, or maybe some like reflections by other theologians and stuff. But the um, but yeah, that that short book, I mean, I don't think it's 200 pages. I don't even know if it's 150 pages, honestly. Um, but Credo by Hansers von Balthasar, uh, one of the most important theologians in the last 100 years. I know that, you know, maybe kind of comes off as controversial. I think he's definitely worthwhile and um, worth considering and going into. So as we've kind of talked about, you know, this, this is not only an ancient historic, one of the most important ideas in Christianity. And it's probably something that in maybe a later conversation that Jacob and I have about some other topic, I could probably even relate back to it and we could do a whole nother mini sode on it. But I wanted to at least talk about it now because we uh, see it in the Batman lore, the Batman comics, especially, and so that's what we've been talking about, especially when, uh, you know, we have kind of Bruce Wayne who sort of like sheds the millionaire playboy image in order to become Batman. And so there again is kind of another application that you can see. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, this mini-sode and the Voyage podcast is a production of Voyage Comics. We at Voyage Comics seek to create exceptional entertainment, including this podcast, hopefully, that's informed by Catholic values and inspires you guys to live a heroic life. I should say inspires me as well to live a heroic life so that we can seek to advance the truth, beauty, and goodness that's found in powerful stories. You can read about this and other interesting subjects. Uh, Again, plenty of stuff about Batman, plenty of stuff about superheroes, comics, all that stuff at the Voyage blog. The Voyage blog is devoted to testing everything and finding God in popular entertainment, focusing on comics, fantasy, and sci-fi. You can become a member and support Voyage Comics by going to voyagecomics.com join. Thanks, guys. I look forward to talking with you again, nerding out on some uh, 
philosophy, theology, comic books, literature, fantasy, all that great stuff. Talk to you later.